All right, welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through It. I am your host, Kristen. And I'm your co-host, Tessa. Yay, we're both here today. (laughs) So this is the episode that we have been telling you that we're going to put out for a couple of episodes now. It's the one where we are going to share each the the top three things that helped us each personally through the darkest moments of all the crap that we just had to grow through. So we're going to start and we'll just share briefly what our top three things are and then we'll dive into them deeper. So I'll go first and I actually have just come up with a fourth bonus one that I just I want to add as the number one thing is accepting your reality. Mm. And then my three things are the 1% better, journaling, and reading or listening to podcasts or scrolling motivational TikToks. (laughs) Okay, and then mine, my first one is meditate and being grateful. Second one's to move or to work out. And my last one is don't stalk on social media. Do you want to go? Yeah, and I think it's important to say just first, the reason why we both felt like this was so important to put out is because, you know, when you're in the midst of going through a heartbreak or change um, or just a, a tough time in general, you're normally reaching out, looking for help on something that's going to help you right away. And I think that was something that was so helpful for us. I think these things really grounded us in the beginning yeah. instead of going through this kind of vicious cycle or, you know, the toxic cycle. These were things that were important to us to ground us and they were the catapult of making better decisions. Yeah, moving us out of that darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say that's why I added the accepting on there. Yeah. I'll, I'll just touch on that first because whenever I first thought that my husband was cheating on me, I just remember saying over and over again like I can't believe that he would do this to me or I can't believe that this is actually happening or I don't believe that he would do that and it was just like not accepting the reality of what happened even though I didn't have the proof like there was enough evidence that like something was going on there Mm -hmm. but I was refusing to accept it and it was making me Miserable. miserable it was putting me in such a a state of despair and hopelessness and like how am I ever going to get out of this I can't believe this I can't I can't I can't and then I came across this quote that was the degree to which you suffer is the degree to which you refuse to accept reality whoa because that's what I've been doing so it's the first thing you gotta do is just like accept like okay whatever it is you're going through this is the reality you can't change the reality but you can change how you show up and that will get you out of the darkness Yeah, and I think touching on that too, the biggest thing about accepting is you're giving up the control. And wanting control is a protecting Mm -hmm. mechanism that we do instinctually. So it's our brain trying to protect us from something. Giving up that need to control and just accepting it for what it is, is I think so powerful for so many of us. Yeah. And it's hard to do, especially when you don't want to accept it. This person that I've loved for seven years just did something so terrible to me. Of course, you're going to try to not accept that reality, but the moment you accept it, the the moment I accepted it, that's when things started getting better. Well, and I think it was hard for you too because for so long you were being told that 
it wasn't happening. Yeah. I kind of just made up in my head. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, he's obviously lying. They had an emotional affair, even though it was much deeper than that. But I was like, I'm just going to, I have enough evidence to prove that it was an emotional affair. So I'm going to accept that my husband had an emotional affair and now I get to decide what do I want to do? Do I want to try to be with this man or do I want to let go of him and yeah. I decided to try to be with him still yeah and now anyway. you're yeah. deciding to let go of him. yes <laughs> same Ooh. all right yeah okay anyway. so you want to dive into yours actually I think we should start with the meditating gratitude okay yeah all right so I'll start with mine with the meditation and gratitude one of the biggest hurdles for me throughout really my entire life is I can go down into like a downward spiral in my mind I can start Mm -hmm. feeling stressed and anxious about something and all of a sudden my mind is the most unsafe place yeah and so throughout the years I've really studied meditation and practiced meditation because it really has in a lot of ways saved my life and I remember having to start so small because I didn't even know what meditation was um, which is why I think the guided meditations we kind of talked about this before of you know just starting out with something that's guided that's five minutes ten minutes and kind of building on to these longer meditations that maybe aren't guided but I will say in the midst of feeling extremely heartbroken and like my life was falling apart the only thing that I knew that I could do is for myself to be my safe place um and for me that was my mind I would just do so many meditations guided meditations because the quiet ones just weren't working you know but like a guided meditation to just quiet my mind and recenter put me back in my own body and I, I, I mean we already know there's so much scientific evidence of what it does to your mind and how beneficial it is for you physically emotionally mentally um it's so powerful so I just felt like that one right away is it's saving grace for me always yes and what we talked about before is say you've never meditated before and that seems really overwhelming to you then starting with a gratitude so your story about when you were out in California yes so when I was out in California gosh maybe like seven eight years ago now I had had a really drastic, traumatic event go on in my life and I moved away across the country and had to completely start over and it was a really, really dark time for me. I remember just kind of feeling like I was at rock bottom and reached out to my mom and she was, you know, kind of trying to talk me off the ledge and she was like, I want you to start writing down something that you're grateful for every single day. And I was just like, I have nothing to be grateful for, you know? Like, my life is in shambles. What do I have to be thankful mm-hmm. for? And she was like, start small. You know, you're grateful for Havana. You're grateful that you have a roof over your head. You're grateful, you know, she's like, it can be so small to you. Start there. Yeah, and it is kind of crazy because when you are in that, that like, hopelessness, you really do think like I have nothing. nothing. I have nothing to be grateful for. But really, you have so much to be grateful for. You just are in such a state that you can't even see that. But yeah, having a dog that loves you and that you love yeah. is a really big thing. Or having a roof over your head, or just being a healthy human. Because so many people aren't, you know. Yeah. So having that, but I think starting small yeah. is the catalyst to feeling immense gratitude. I started there and that was kind of the start of the practice that I really incorporate to my life every single day to this day 
is that feeling, you know, I started off just kind of like writing it and saying, okay, I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for my cat. I'm grateful that I have groceries. But then it became, I would be having a moment out in nature and I would be so overwhelmed with that gratitude feeling where you feel so happy you get chill bumps and you're just like mind blown. I know. It's so, it is crazy. I just, I just thought of, I remember like a couple months ago here after everything had happened, but I was sitting on the front porch swing and it was early morning. It was fall and I had my coffee and the fall breeze came through. I started crying. Yeah. You cried. Oh my gosh. Like happy tears because I was just so grateful that this was my life that I get to live it. And and it wasn't what I ever expected it to be, but I just had this whole new appreciation for life and just, I don't know, I, like starting to practice gratefulness and then mindfulness and then meditating mm-hmm. is life changing. And it's instilled in me, I guess I know now that no matter what happens in life, like no matter what my physical circumstances look like in life, I will always be able to find inner peace Peace. and gratefulness Mm -hmm. just to be alive because of practicing that so much and so that's really yeah and I think having a heart the heart of gratitude is a magnet for more amazing things to come into your life yeah I feel like once I started really cultivating gratitude before I knew it, I had so much to be grateful for and even in the midst of us kind of going through this huge life turning event we both are so lucky and I and I don't want to sound like bragging or anything but we have the life I know we live in a beautiful home with amazing people we live across the street from the beach it's just there's nobody fights here it's always good vibes happy we love each other yeah and of course it's chaotic and the kids are crazy but but even that it's like I'm grateful last night me too (laughs) last night I grabbed my pillow to like cuddle with it to fall asleep and there was like this weird lumpy thing and I was like what is this and it pulled out it was like a bunny stuffed stuffy or something that they showed there but that makes me so happy that like we have little kids that are hiding things in random places around the house and yeah and if you think about it with anything in life you have to practice to make it perfect Mm -hmm. right so it's putting in the the work and making it a habit yeah because I mean it could have been the exact opposite I could have pulled out like oh this is so annoying annoying that there's crap everywhere you know yeah and that's the difference between practicing mindfulness gratitude and then when you really get into meditation, it just puts you in a state of inner peace Yeah. all the time, no matter what's going on. You yeah. can be mindful in the situation. Yeah. That's kind of what you're practicing when yeah. you're meditating. And I do think that's such a big thing that you and I have both got the silver lining out of the biggest heartbreaks of our lives is that we both have found ourselves mm-hmm. and the purest most healthiest versions of ourselves and I think once women find that I think from the time that we're young and you know being raised by our mothers we're taught as women to conform and to be a certain way and to serve and you know it's kind of that balance of finding our healthy feminine energy but I do think a lot of us learn from a young age to just constantly give ourselves away yeah, well, and it's a betrayal to yourself. Yeah. That's, Ex- yeah. It's the ultimate betrayal yeah. to yourself. And so these things of meditating and mindfulness and gratitude, they bring you back into yourself, into your body, and you connect with yourself. And I think that that is 
so powerful. Yeah. Especially in the midst of a heartbreak because there's something so freeing about finding yourself through the pain, mm-hmm. through the heartbreak, deciding to get back up, brush your shoulders off, and try again. There's something so freeing and powerful in that. It almost makes all of it worth it. Yeah, I know. If I could go back knowing that this is where I was going to end up and this is who I was going to be, I would go through it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. If this is the only way, yeah, I would. I know. You just hope that by sharing this, we can help people get to this moment without going through it. But then I don't really know. Is that even possible? Or do you have to go through? I think you have to. Yeah. I think that's what life is all about. You know, you have to go through the darkness to really experience the happiness of the light. Yeah. There's just a different feeling that you get. I would like to say from here on out, I'm going to coast on like the happiness and the good times. Yeah. But I also feel so grounded and concrete in who I am that I know that whatever I go through, I still still have these tools to pull me out okay so to sum this one up where we'll sum it up with start a gratitude practice so start small think of one thing a day that you're grateful for or something that I like to do is every night before bed think of five things from that day that I'm grateful for and then like give thanks for those things as I'm falling asleep that's a really good one and then if you are ready to start a meditation practice we recommend starting with guided meditation so Um, download the app the one I have is called meditations which one do you use so I like to listen to Deepak Chopra he has a whole um you can listen to him on Spotify on YouTube Apple Music you just type in Deepak it's D-E-E-P-A-K yeah that's how I got into meditation that's how you got into meditation too just the guided meditations Mm -hmm. and so that's a great place to start if you are trying to start a meditation practice Okay, so we'll go to, to mine now, the 1% better thing, which I like this because it's it's basically just incorporating one easy thing into your daily routine that makes you 1% better, and then you can do one a day if you want to, and then at the end of the month, you would be 30% better, if, but um, I like to do it like just making a habit of it, so my 1% better whenever everything was going on is I picked like I want to make my bed every day and that way it makes me feel like I accomplished something it makes my room appear a lot cleaner Mm -hmm. and it makes my environment feel better um I learned about this on a different podcast called Sada Savage if you guys she's got a pretty good podcast um about like habits and so this is one of the habits like one percent better habit little things like that taking your dishes out of your room every day so that you don't have a pile of dishes stacking up or (laughs) <laughs> she looked over As at we my look around. <laughs> and there was nothing in there i just want to say uh-huh, yeah <laughs> there's a bottle and a little cry oh my god the bottles were just now <laughs> okay anyway. no but but just like little things like that like picking little doable things that don't seem overwhelming and then making them habits and then before you know it you have a bunch of little habits that make up the bigger picture that change your life sort of thing mm-hmm And that's pretty much, that sums up that one. Okay. My number two was to work out or move. This one I feel is so important for me and really just anybody. I mean, you hear like the revenge body. I didn't really care for like a revenge body, but I will say now that I've started running on the beach and and I had been working out, um, doing like little things here and there, but 
running on the beach has done something to me mentally that is just uncomparable to anything else. The endorphins that I get. The runner's high. It's the runner's runner's high. high It's something else. (laughs) When it hits, it's like, yes. But any kind of working out, when you start moving your body, your body will create endorphins Mm -hmm. and it will make you feel better. And then it'll make you healthier, which will also continue to make you feel better. And there's obviously tons of evidence and science behind working out and the connection to your mind and moving your body makes you mentally feel better feel better physically feel better as well and to just get outside I mean I would say even as a mom I know when the kids are driving me insane it's because they need to be taken outside yeah they need to be go on a bike ride go on a walk yeah it's so true do something and we're the same way yeah we need that and to move like just that energy out yeah get you got stored up energy um, another thing that I did that is kind of weird, but I saw a TikTok where it was talking about how your body stores trauma. So if you don't process the trauma from your childhood or from whatever, it's going somewhere. And so that's energy that's going to get stored in parts of your body and just be stagnant there until you move it out. So there's trauma movements you can do. And as women, we store a lot of trauma in our hips. That's why our hips are normally tight. I did this thing where you just lay on your yoga mat, kind of like shake your hips back and forth, shake out the trauma i'm not even kidding the first night that i ever did it i was snot crying on my yoga mat just bawling my eyes out just like releasing like pent up trauma energy from my body when you go through something traumatic you're going through a really traumatic thing you obviously probably went through a lot of traumatic things that led you to that traumatic thing and you suppressed a lot of the stuff from your childhood that you're not even aware of so you have a lot of stored Mm -hmm. uh, trauma energy in your body that you need to get out yeah that's something cool to look into um okay my next one is journaling so journaling for me is kind of like meditating those are the two things where i notice if i don't do them consistently I want to do them every day and if I fall off for some reason and then I start getting like anxiety and it's just another way to get your thoughts out of your mind get those bad thoughts out whatever not even bad thoughts just all your thoughts I've had so many things come out in journaling that I didn't even I wasn't even aware that I was thinking these things one time I wrote before I even actually thought that my husband was cheating on me I wrote is my husband cheating on me And when I went back and read that, it was a couple weeks before I actually was like, okay, I'm going to start investigating this, you know. It's a really cool practice. You could start with a gratitude journal. Sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm not a good writer. I don't like writing. It doesn't matter when you're journaling. It's not grammatically correct when I journal. I'm like scribbling basically. It's just for me to get things out of my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I've definitely practiced journaling too over the years. Yeah. With writing down what you're grateful for and whatever kind of little notes you have that you need to get out or things I want to remember. Or like intentions and goals for the future. We'll probably do an episode eventually on just journaling prompts and things like that because I could talk about it for a really long time. I recommend journaling. I cannot recommend it enough because also you might be getting gaslit and so you can go back and be like, I know you told me this because I wrote about it in my journal. It's like Anchorman. I wrote in my journal. Victoria made a very funny joke today. I I definitely said things like that to my ex. I know you said that because I wrote it in my journal so you could not gaslight me about it. Anyway, journaling's great. Okay, Okay, so now I'll just piggyback on for my last one, which is don't stalk them on social media. This one is really hard for me and it's also hard for everyone that I know. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's going to be honest with you is going to say, we live in a social media world. Yeah, 
And it's really hard, especially with you've been in a relationship with somebody for years and years and years, and you're used to looking at their social media all the time, and then all of a sudden, you have them all blocked on everything, but you still have like a desire to go look at their social media. Yeah. And I, you know, I did a lot of reading into this. Our brains, when we lose somebody to death or to a breakup, our brains literally can't comprehend what it means to lose someone. So it starts spiraling. It starts reaching. That's why we can fall into a toxic habit. I mean, our brains are literally freaking out. So I think in our day and age, the the easiest thing that we can reach for is social media. Mm-hmm. We can go on and search them. You know, when I first left my ex-husband and I got here down to Florida when I moved in with you, it was a really overwhelming moment because I think leading up to it, it, it kind of happened so fast. It had been a question mark, but then when it finally did happen, it was so quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of just like, you know, I was moving from Colorado. So it was pack up all my stuff, close out my business that I had started out there And I was really busy. And the second that I got here, it was kind of like everything hit me. And I felt really overwhelmed and really stressed. There was just a million emotions going through. And the first thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to go onto his social media. And I remember it was like late at night. And I went onto his social media and I saw some things I didn't like. So I go onto my phone and I'm going to text him and say, hey, I see that you're doing this. Please don't try to hurt me more than you already have. I was going to write out this whole rage text, basically, of A, B, C, D, all the way through Z, of yeah. all the reasons why he shouldn't be trying to hurt me again. And I just kind of had this moment where it all clicked for me. I was giving that control over to him. He doesn't have that control to hurt me anymore. Yeah. I now have that control. And one of the things that I can control is to not look at his stuff. Yeah, because you know what? It's weird. It's an addiction. And For it, sure, it's an addiction. It doesn't feel good. So it's no. an addiction to not feeling good. Because when you go and look on somebody's social media that's like an ex or I was I was like obsessively checking my ex-husband's mistress's social media like trying yeah, we to both were. Un- uncover their affair you know anything I could and yeah and she was we definitely posting a lot of gaslighting things yeah. on there to send messages to me but then whatever it was just it was a really bad habit of constantly wanting to look and you don't feel good after you do it no. it's like because you're gonna find things that you don't want to see and then it's like well why did I do that you know but then it gives you this weird hit of dope I don't it really is. know what it is yeah I've seen the studies that they've done on it and it does it gives you that hit of dopamine that you get from the same if you're in a situation ship and they're constantly letting you down and it's like they do that one thing to kind of keep you in it's that same hit of dopamine so yeah. it's it's pleasurable and then it's awful after i know it's so weird <laughs> but i think the biggest thing too is just shifting your mindset on when I decided that I wanted to leave my husband and go through a divorce. I wanted to pour into me and things that made me happy. And that's what I wanted to be my main focus. Not on what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And really what I wanted for him was for him to do things that made him happy too. So I didn't need to connect the two of this is going to hurt me. Because it just didn't need to anymore. Yeah. So I wanted him to do things that he wanted to do. 
And if that meant following girls on social media or whatever he was doing, then I wanted him to do that. Just like how I wanted to be totally committed to what I was doing. And so I think just having that mindset of giving up the control, letting them figure out their path, and you just focusing on you. And not giving your energy to them. And yeah. stalking them on social media is giving your energy yeah, to them. Yeah, 1,000%. So I am. I have not looked at my ex-husband's social media, his mistress's social media, or my ex-situation's social media this entire year. Yeah. Or awesome. any of my ex-boyfriends. Yeah. Because I still have kept up with them through the years too occasionally yeah that is huge for me because I was definitely anytime I would get bored it'd be late you know I'd be like oh let me go see what my boyfriend from seven years ago is doing (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done it at all it's like and it's so nice because I don't have this well I'm not getting that hit of that fake dopamine I'm getting I'm gonna go get like real lasting dopamine from like working out or meditating or pouring into myself and also I'm not making myself feel bad whenever I find things that I don't like yeah here's what I say anyone who says they don't, they've never stalked anybody on social media is a is liar lying. and you shouldn't trust them yeah <laughs> and second of all if you do have this addiction which you probably do because most of us do try to to set like a goal for yourself one thing that I would always do is any I even did when I was trying to figure out if my husband was cheating on me I gave up looking at his mistress's social media during Lent I always love to give up like something weird during Lent and that was like what I gave up that year and but Tessa didn't thank goodness because there were some things I needed to know yeah, so during that time that babe I'm gonna keep on mine but just like starting small you know set a goal like I'm not gonna look at my ex's social media for For a day a day and see if you can do it and then if you make it a day like I'm gonna go another day or and then be like okay I think I could go a week now yeah and and then be like okay I went a week and maybe I can go a month you know and then keep going before you know it it'll be four months and I'm not gonna lie there are moments where I get like itches where I want to like give into my addiction and go check and see what my ex-situationship yes, is up and to. I will say that I'm really glad that you just said that because that's so important from one of the things that we learned about with building better habits it's when you have that feeling to go do something to break that habit is to go do something else yes and then like say every time you want to go check on your your ex on social media you immediately go downstairs and make yourself a glass of water yeah that habit will start sticking to you every time now you want to check his social media you will immediately go do something else. here's one I used to do whenever I was trying to like quit looking at um my ex's mistress's social media I would be like okay I'm gonna do 25 squats every time I like give in and like so go look at it that's how she got the booty no because the booty came just this year and I haven't looked at it yeah. at all it's the stairs I do these weird things up the stairs but anyway that's it then you get you can get a nice booty and break a Revenge bad habit body. so yeah <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah, now I know your secret. <laughs> oh, we got some guests. Um, so you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Okay, we have to do one more thing on here, and then. Are you hungry? All right, we're back after that little break. We set the girls up with snacks, and hopefully, we can get ten more minutes out of this. Okay, so let's wrap it up. The last and final thing um, is read. Okay, so I would say read, read books, specifically the inner work book. The, um, that book is just so healing. I don't really 
I don't want to get too much into it, but we like 100% recommend reading that book. We both have read it and it's really great. I'm actually reading another book right now that I think is kind of good. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but it's called How to Do the Work. And it's kind of like the same, the whole mind, body, spirit healing and it's written by a psychologist who's gotten into just how we ha have to like holistically heal and so I think that's really good but if you don't like to read then I say listen to podcasts on personal development on growth on whatever you want to learn that's another episode that I think we'll do a whole another podcast on podcast on podcast yeah and reading I think <clears throat> if any of our listeners have questions on that of any books that they want recommendations on I have a whole list I know I have so many I love reading changed my life yeah so yeah we could if anybody wants to know more about that we could do a whole a whole, a whole episode on books yeah and then podcast. if you won't read and you won't listen to podcasts then get on tiktok and type in like personal growth um inner work attachment styles personal development every time I get on tiktok I leave learning something new oh yeah I'm learning a new personal development thing or something there's it's always just your FYP is actually it's always funny when people out themselves and they say things like oh all TikTok is a bunch of girls dancing and it's like well mm. <laughs> well sir <laughs> your TikTok is that because that's what you tell the algorithm you like to see so you tell the algorithm what you want to see so by searching certain things you can turn your TikTok into literally like a learning experience a personal development and growth experience which is what our FYPs are that's that sorry I'm talking really fast in winter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, got, I got like a in mom mode there no <laughs> yeah we are in snack mode yeah okay so i think that those are our top three things each that really um helped us get out of that just start moving like feeling hope again when you start doing those things you start feeling better which then starts making you feel hopeful that the future can be better mm -hmm. and that you're not stuck in this terrible environment that you're you feel like you're trapped in you feel like you're stuck in yeah um those are some steps to take. Yeah, and you know, I look back, I mean, for me personally, it's been almost six months since I left. Um, for you, obviously, a little bit longer. But I look back on that person that I was then compared to that person that I am now. And if I could go back and tell her anything, it would just be to trust the process. I think that is something that we forget when we're in the midst of a storm and we just want it to to hurry up and pass through but there's so much to learn there mm -hmm. and that's how yeah. you shape yourself and develop these new habits and grow it's in the storm so yeah well and just always believing that everything is happening for you not to you yeah. which is an, a thing that I've just through all of this is like my new mindset for life is like okay this is horrible but this is happening for me for some reason yep. and I don't know what that reason is yet but I know that there is a better plan for me and what I was on wasn't serving me anymore and I wasn't strong enough to leave it so yep. God was like, bye. And I think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of people stay because they're scared of the other It's side scary, yeah. The, the unknown. unknown is scary. Yeah. But it's it's so beautiful over Trust here. Trust yeah. process. I, I feel like I did in a lot of ways. I felt like I allowed myself to go through my phases that I was going in without any judgment or without wishing for something different. But 
I just think if there's anybody out there right now that's in the midst of going through it and feeling heartbroken and feeling alone, trust your process and know that you are in the exact right place at the exact right time. And know that feeling is healing. One thing that I never do not, which my whole entire life I've always done, is not allowed myself to cry. Like I saw crying as weakness or, you know, as in my hyper, hyper independent wounded masculine energy is I would never like cry like I just wouldn't I would not and if I did it would be like alone like I would never cry in front of people I cry all the time now and because if something comes up and I'm like oh I want to cry about this normally I'd be like I don't need to cry about that but I'm like no let it release it get it out like there's a reason why that just came up and why you want to cry about it cry about it get it out feeling is healing and that's how you get through it you shove it down you suppress it that trauma's going somewhere and it's not going out and you want to get rid of it so also too to anybody who is afraid to leave and I I worry about this the most because I think I relate with that the most is being afraid to leave and afraid to start over and afraid of what's on the other side Mm -hmm. and you know afraid of what's waiting for you in your healing process I think just some reassurance on that end and something that I feel very deeply is I think sometimes the scariest thing is that you stayed and that you tried to work it out. I think that is the hardest part. Going through the loss and the heartbreak and growing and choosing to make better habits was nowhere near the pain that I was feeling. I know. And so true. I think a lot of us, we, we reach out and we go through social media and I think I talked about this before, but just even on you and and your journey when you first left your husband. And for those that don't know, Kristen and I went through, we've, we've talked about this before, but we've gone through very similar things in life, but we went through the exact same thing at the same time and kind of had different paths with it, but a lot of it was the same. And you had left your husband and, you know, you were very public about leaving and your healing process and becoming a single mom. And I would go into the comments on your TikToks and so many women, hundreds of women would be like, I left and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I love it. I love those comments because I needed those too. You needed it too, but it's, it's the courage, um... It's courage over comfort, right? And the courage that I needed was women standing up and saying that they did it and that it was okay. And so I think that's one of our messages too that we want to reach out to people is that courage over comfort. You leave and you start over and... You build a life on your terms. Yeah, if you need to. Yes. You know, if you're going through something terrible and heartbreaking... Yeah, and also don't let people shame you into silence or shame you into staying because trust me, they will. But yeah, I hope that women in general, we can learn in our generation and moving forward is that we are so strong individually. We are not meant to just keep giving ourselves away. To people who don't deserve it either. I think we're going to do an episode on that, like should I stay or should I go Mm -hmm. and just kind of weigh it out and... Because one thing I will say is I am glad that we both stayed mm-hmm. for a little while and we did fight. We did everything that we could to try to save our marriages so that when we walked away, we knew 
that we were we making 100%. There was no question yep. or doubt in our mind, are we doing the right thing? It was like, we're doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, and at that period of time, we were both encouraging each other to stay. Mm-hmm. We were both encouraging each other to try to work it out. And and you had said, you know, I'm going to give it a year. Mm-hmm. And you had kind of given me that advice because I was really torn on do I stay or do I yeah. go. And it's like, you know, I was about to have a baby and lived very far away from home and just bought a house. And so everything felt like I just, I didn't know what was the right choice. And so I am too, looking back, so glad that I stayed for a year because I really did give it my all. And we, I will say like, we got through a lot of hard stuff together and we were in therapy and it was very healing for both of us. And for a little bit, I thought that we were actually going to get through it. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I probably would have said, stay and work it out um but unfortunately you know it just it it didn't stay as well as it was going and that's okay I think that's just what I want to say on that that it's okay if you tried to stay and it didn't work out it's okay if you have to leave and start over there's nothing wrong with that yeah choosing yourself is not selfish especially if you're choosing yourself over someone who isn't willing to put in the same effort and be faithful to you because that's what I had to do that's gonna have to be like a whole episode and this is another thing if you're listening first of all thank you so much to everyone who's been listening we have like a couple hundred people listening every week which is amazing like yeah so proud of us and so grateful for all of you listening here if you do have anything that you want to talk about specifically make sure to find us on instagram at let's grow through it send us a dm or comment on one of our posts and let us know what you do want to talk about in the future podcast yeah and we'll make those episodes and that will be really helpful for us too and then to wrap it up with our gratitude segment so what's one thing that you're grateful for this week Oh man, so I just got my kids back today, and this past weekend was hard without yeah. them. I was well, like, I think really it was because Rome was here. Yeah, Rome yeah. was here, and I didn't have my two little ones, and I just feel so happy to have them back, even though it's like already chaos is yeah. already unfolding. <laughs> pushing the buttons and snack I'm living in the kitchen giving snacks but I wouldn't have it any other way I'm just I'm happy to have our gang back yeah I'm really happy I know. about it today I know well and it's kind of my gratitude thing is also kind of sad about that because I'm going on my first ever work conference tomorrow, tomorrow so the gang's gonna be broken up because Rome's yeah. gonna go with her dad while I'm gone but yeah I've never been on a work conference before so I know. This is cool. I'm excited. I'm grateful. I'm going to NOLA. And yeah. So that's something that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Grateful to have a job. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) All right. And on that note, we are going to end this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen. So if it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, that just helps our show that helps the algorithm know like, hey, people are listening to this podcast and enjoying it. And then they'll suggest it to other people to listen to. So that would help us. And we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye.